This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Zone on Power 98.7. Of course, that's uh, every single day uh, between uh, 12 midnight and uh, 3 o'clock uh, here on uh, the Power Zone on Power 98.7. If you've just tuned in, uh, you're listening to uh, the voice of Katlero Lerodi. I'm here with Sandile in the second hour of the show and this is where we're going into conversations, right? Uh, looking at uh, what uh, lies ahead or what has been happening already within uh, this uh, particular space uh, where uh, the festive season is uh, with us. Uh, just a lot of people, uh, some of them thinking, ah, the festive season starts when we close school officing, but others having already have started it uh, with the spring box when we were celebrating uh, the tour, the victory tour. And I remember other people were already taking breaks in between because mm. spring box you know, <laughs> <laughs> Fridays were some of those easy days. Mm. Uh, but then uh, we are well within uh, the festive season as we speak uh, right now. And uh, we tend to see a lot of fatalities on our roads. Uh, we tend to see a lot of criminal activities also are taking part in this space. That's where uh, you see uh, law enforcement authorities really uh, positioning uh, themselves. And there are a lot of sectors that tend to uh, be affected by all of these developments within uh, the festive season. And one of them uh, being uh, the transport sector. Uh, without them, I guess most of us will still be stuck in your Gauteng and the likes and not going home uh, because... Around this time, uh, we tend to see this space boom a lot. Uh, there have been movements. We tend to see a lot of operations, uh, we know, with uh, the numbers that are being clocked on the tall plazas, some of them involving minibus uh, taxis that are ferrying me and you from outside of these big cities uh, into uh, other places or uh, really for uh, issues of holidays. So there are people that are moving around uh, for holidays and the likes. Uh, this is where uh, we tend to see uh, this uh, particular space uh, tend to boom. But uh, when you look at it, there have also been issues over time around uh, the developments and what has been happening here what happens when you are really a passenger, you're traveling and this particular driver or operator is reckless in the way that they're driving and moving you? It's your life. Is there a recourse where that is concerned? Let's look at really issues around improving the festive season and travel statistics as well, where then we'll see a lot of people then moving into this particular space. So we have Yak Mehring, who's joining us from Satu, and he is, of course, the National Operations Officer. You at home, you're welcome to form part of this conversation. This has been on 0861-987-000. we also there by X. We go by at PowerFM987. Seven. Yuck, good morning. Welcome to the Power Zone. Good morning and thank you for having me on your show this morning. Yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time uh, this morning. And just maybe for uh, the sake of those that don't know uh, the union and how uh, then it works, just explain and break it down for us. Uh, who is Satu? Uh, because we see you just also playing a very important role in the public transportation space. Well, we are the South African Taxi Drivers Workers Union, mm. and not particularly workers alone, but we do represent the 
informal sector, the vulnerable sector of, you're looking at 380,000 directly employed by the taxi industry, and indirectly you're looking closer to 600,000. Um, our space is we are part of Kusatu uh, as our federation house, Tita, and we form part of NEDLAG. Yeah, I mean, a really uh, very important sector, uh, the transportation sector. And we see you really, really come through uh, for a lot of these taxi operators that have been operating in trying times. We see them uh, trying by all means to meet up with the demand around this time, especially uh, the first season, uh, where then you see a lot of spike in terms of uh, those people that would want uh, to uh, really move from one area uh, to the next maybe give us a sense of uh, what really happens around uh, the first season. Am I right in my reading uh, to say that uh, this uh, becomes one of those periods where your operators become busy? Well, firstly, we are labor union, so that is our main focus of, of, of attention. So uh, the details of, of daily operation or daily movement, you know, uh, you're talking about the taxi industry transports 80% of our workforce daily. So, yes, there is an increase in long haul over like festive season, uh, but to but to keep in mind that the eighty percent of the transport is eighty percent of the transport. Uh, we might have an increase in the spike in long haul, but uh, the industry is under pressure, unregulated. You're sitting with workers and especially drivers that are working twenty hours a day that is uh, with no compliance to the Labor Act or to the UIF. And this causes dangerous situations, especially when you look like over the festive season, you know, if there is one plea I can do for the owners and the Federation and the Chambers, and that is that they actually need to please abide by basic working conditions. And this would like have a dramatic decrease in, in, in our road fatality. And, and how important, uh, you know, does it become then uh, for operators, uh, you know, owners and the likes to be unionized? Because uh, this is one space that uh, when you look at it, it's it's uh, not much of a labor intensive kind of a space. Uh, looking at how in the past uh, we have not really had unions like yours that tend to operate uh, within uh, this space. So meaning that as we see Satu growing uh, in numbers and really presenting and representing uh, some of the operators and owners in this particular regard, uh, there was always that particular gap where there was a need to organize within this space. How important is it uh, that, uh, you know, we find workers organizing and moving into uh, this particular space and joining Satu? Well, you look at, it it is exceptionally important. Uh, I mean, you're looking at an industry that's generating 35 billion rand a year. Now, you're talking about people here that are not credit worthy. So even though you're permanently employed, you're in that sector, you are depriving the economy of a 35 million rand cash injection. That is just on an economic point of view. Then if we look back recently, well, at COVID, what happened where there was no protection for the workers, where there was no COVID fund relief for them, where they could not tap into UIF. I mean, all of those factors, I mean, had devastating effects on the economy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So it, it becomes very important uh, then for workers to find themselves uh, within uh, these space. Where are we? How are we faring in terms of ensuring that uh, th- those benefits become a reality? Because we know very well that there is that bargaining process. Uh, do we see uh, the national minimum wage also apply uh, to uh, taxi operators in uh, this particular regard? Do we see uh, this you know, fight for uh, you know, non-financial benefits also uh, just becoming a, re- a little bit of a reality here uh, for those taxi operators uh, that uh, some of them, uh, like you say, have been in the receiving end. Uh, they don't have this UIF and other benefits and the likes. Yeah, look, there is a move to formalize and to get the industry going. Mm. Uh, but uh, you're still looking at... Uh, Sorry, let me just catch my... <laughs> mm. I just got lost my track there. Would you mind just giving me the question again? My yeah. apologies for that. Yeah, I, I was just... I wanted to understand in terms of... No, no problem, Yak. Just to say that uh, really, where are we? Are we closing... Oh, you were referring to the minimum wage. Sorry, sorry. national minimum wage and some of the uh, non-financial benefits that tend to be bargained for at the bargaining table for the taxi operators. Are we really Look, closing that gap? I think it's premature days. Uh, mm. I think you're trying... It's Pandora's box. Uh, nobody has ever wanted, the government has never really put some effort into trying to regulate the industry uh, to comply minimum wage and say, okay, this is the model that we're going to apply to the whole sector and, and, you know, try and fit the bill is not really going to work. It's not going to be, it's not going to be effective. You need to use your system tools like PETA, where you can do uh, internships and qualifications like auto electrician, diesel mechanics, uh, panel beaters, uh, taxi drivers now officially as well, because in June, they were the first training center with an NQF level uh, was opened in Ekuruleni. Um, you know, so there is a movement towards it, but you'll have to like approach the industry for in the bargaining council from a, a step-to-step basis where you can regulate the industry. It needs to be started to be implemented and we will get, and we will have to work our way towards a minimum wage. Uh, you know, it's a very complex industry. It has several terms of contracts that it uses as employment. It's a very well privately regulated industry. Let me say that. And there is the willingness from the from the Santago and NTA to formulate the industry. But it has to be done in stages. We have to look at areas uh, at the current stage where operators and owners can comply and can register and then work our way towards a, a total national uh, plan. But to say offhand that, yes, we are now going to implement the minimum wage and these are the hours of operation, I mean, it's just not feasible. I wanted to also find out uh, from you if uh, we still or we find uh, the operator and uh, the owner finding each other uh, because obviously... As you you know it over the years, you would find taxi drivers that are often you know really not compensated well, while the taxi owners then will take the money. 
often you'd find that uh, taxi operators will get uh, these tickets. They have to pay for these tickets on their own. If something happens on the road and then they bump into someone, it's another story altogether uh, because they're going to have trouble uh, with uh, the taxi owners. Uh, are we really, uh, are they finding each other? Are we seeing them, uh, you know, in any way now, uh, all of these clashes, all of these frictions uh, between the employer and the employee uh, tending to be attended to, especially, uh, you know, where the unions pick up on some of these issues? I, I think there is a willingness. Uh, there's definitely a willingness to, to, to formulate the industry. Mm. I mean, it's been proven over and over again. I mean, I'm looking here at Santago's proposal to Arta uh, amendment bill and I mean, and that was in 2001 and 1996, they tried to, like, they've already started with reform processes. So, yes, there is a win and way to find one another. I mean, our main objective at the moment is to establish an employer. And, you know, the most simplest definition of it is, is who controls where the vehicle drives. And that that person will then be the employer. Will, will by definition be the employer. So, but your first movement of the first point where where labour and uh, the employer need to meet is is regarding uh, unemployment protection and acknowledgement of employment. Uh, you're sitting already like with the details that is the transport. Uh, where there is serious formulation, where there is serious drive from from the, the taxi industry itself, uh, we will meet in this, before the 17th of January, we will be meeting with Santago to discuss, with their, and their NEC to discuss the plans forward for the skills development plan in order to regulate the industry and bring some sort of a formality, like a, a qualification equals an employment um, they, so those steps to start regulating it is it, it's getting there, um, but it has to be escalated. Yeah, no, most definitely. And and then just give us a sense of how things uh, really then have been faring so far. Uh, we know that the festive season is well with us. We are well within uh, the festive season coming from uh, this long weekend uh, where then the president announced the 15th of December as a long weekend. Uh, how are your op- operators doing? How are the taxi operators doing uh, with all of these developments and, and, and this booming traffic around this time? Well, I kind of sound very sinister, but I mean, it's the same. It's in the same situation that they've been dealing with it constantly. But to be frank with you, I'm not seeing a major escalation and a major uh, that 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 what we should be seeing in the economy and especially in the movement of people during this festive season. And I also wanted to then find out in terms of these developments. I mean, we know very well that month in, month out, we see the petrol price going up. And this tend to also affect the way you tend to, you know, do your pricing and the likes and operators often also feeling the pinch of some of these developments. How has it affected you, the economy that has been stagnant over time? 
time, uh, looking also at these developments at the, the pumps, at the fuel pumps, where then often month in, month out, we'll see an increase, one red and the likes, uh, where then it directly affects your operators because you deal with fuel movement. Well, that is really not a question for my side to that I can really answer because that would be a question that, that uh, Santago or NTA or the operators or the association should be able to answer for you. My, our function is for the protection of labor. Um, Economy-wise, I mean, it has been impacting all of us. I think the toughest year that we're going to see in a very long time is 2024 going ahead for us. Hence, the formulation of the industry is exceptionally important and the protection of the workers. Besides the fact of a direct economic injection on a microeconomic level where it is needed currently is vital. And, and I mean, there was this huge operation around uh, just uh, the rolling out and the movement of removing uh, some of these, uh, you know, taxis, uh, minibus taxis uh, that are not roadworthy. I remember the Department of Transport went on a, a drive even uh, saying that we'll do an exchange. You give us your old taxi, we give you a new taxi and the likes. But uh, still, as we speak right now on our roads, we see uh, some of these taxis that are not in good conditions and they too uh, tend to add on to uh, the fatalities and uh, the likes uh, as much as you're not involved in terms of operational matters as a labor union but they are your members and they tend to be affected where then there are human errors and then issues of uh, the fatalities and uh, the likes so, so, so do we see this as something that may maybe concerns you as a labor union where then you'd advise taxis and the operators to get their houses in order so that we don't tend to see uh, these uh, you know, fatalities that could have been avoided uh, looking at some of these taxes that are not in good conditions. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, a lot of the, 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 the onus of that needs to be put on the associations that mm-hmm. needs to make sure that the vehicles that operate within the licenses that they issue uh, are compliant and roadworthy. It's also at the moment a very large drive from us from the union uh, to do under the skills development, uh, auto electricians, mechanics, that kind of aspect and training within the industry uh, in order for them to have an in-house service and the inner to, to in- improve their maintenance. Mm. It, it's a very, very important factor, but a lot of the owners must be put on their associations. Mm, mm. And also when you look at it, I mean, we see uh, just even recently we saw the transport minister uh, just calling for all hands to be on deck in ensuring that uh, we get it right. I mean, uh, we tend to see the numbers that are not pretty around uh, this time uh, where then we see road fatalities and uh, some of these fatalities are coming from the minibus taxis. And we know very well that uh, there you don't often just lose one life, you lose multiple lives as a start to what is your idea or definition then of road safety uh, you know that maybe probably you're preaching to uh, those that are members of your union uh, to say that as we go into ensuring that we you know we are operating and in in a way that we become efficient and help uh, the department in this particular regard what according to you would be some of those nuggets that pertain or speak to safety where your industry is concerned? 
Well, one of the factors that we really need to look at and drive, and that is to, to, to formulate uh, and sit with, especially, and I'm, I'm, I'm hammering on the teachers because they're very underutilized and then, uh, at, at this current point in time, and create and set up a workshop between them, SAPs, and the metros, in which you can formulate, call it, uh, uh, an industry uh, regulated or industry controlled uh, uh, safety uh, operation, similar to what a CPF function would be, where the industry can have their own authority within regulation, within the framework, with certain regulation, with certain legislation that they can enforce to regulate the, 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 these kind of issues within the, the industry, within the taxi ranks, uh, where they have that kind of authority to operate. Mm-hmm. But obviously, to formulate something like that, it has to happen with, with fixed and long-term employment. Mm. And, and that is what, I guess, most of the uh, taxi operators or, or drivers would want, right? Some, some Somewhat of a stability, because uh, right now, most of them are operating under a situation of a freelance, like you're a freelancer, and, and, and if maybe you do something wrong, uh, that's when the employer can just dismiss you and, and the likes. There's, there's a greater need for stability there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look like a, that there's drivers that have worked 16, 20 years, and when they're done, they're done. You know, and it's a question of once the, the, the father passes away and, and the son inherits the business and the new drivers come in. You know, you hear these stories all of the time. Um, but were you referring to the author when, when in, in referring to the author and what is government doing and uh, to get the industry and help comply uh, to help them comply? I mean, there is still billions sitting in the relief fund for COVID. Uh, the Minister of Transport should really seriously have a look at that and, and help to bring the industry up to standard. Use that fund to help the industry to comply. Uh, Use that uh, to to sort out the, you know, a large portion of the problem is whose fines is it? You know, it's that horrible Section uh, 5 of the Transport Act. And and it's exceptionally difficult to regulate and and maneuver around, especially if it's it's your your members and your union members. Uh, I mean, you have one set of regulation for municipal, you have one set of regulation for provincial, and you have one set of regulation for national. Uh, and, and amongst this, you now need to try and regulate or, or, or try and formulate uh, an industry. And it's got, yeah, how do you comply with something like that that's not standardized nationally? It becomes a problem, and that is exactly what we saw play out in Cape Town when there were those clashes, and there was a strike even by Santaco because it was an issue of legislation and issues of the powers that be and the bylaws. How do we then apply them in a way that it will speak to legislation nationally that will? 
tend to more or less also uh, be in harmony uh, with some of the legislations in terms of the metros and uh, the likes. And I'm glad that you're touching on and emphasizing on uh, the need for uh, just ensuring and pushing for regulation of the industry because uh, that will then uh, go a long way, especially where the infringements are concerned and just ensuring that uh, people get the best out of what has been happening in this sector over time. And around this time as well, the festive season, uh, this is where and then you see a lot of people moving from one area. Others are visiting new areas and new spaces and they don't know uh, some of the developments in terms of how things work. I mean, I saw uh, someone send out an ex, a former colleague, uh, who was talking about how it has really become a little bit problematic that you don't then find uh, you can't get an a request an e-hailing uh, transport at some of the spaces public spaces you have to move to a street further you can't uh, request an e-hailing an uber or, or bolt or whatever uh, next to the how train stations because uh, there are clashes there in soweto uh, just i think a couple of months back we saw uh, clashes between minibus taxi operators and uber drivers uh, there's still a lot of friction Uh, in terms of all of these developments and it speaks to the issue of regulation so so are we are we closing that gap are we winning are we getting or inching closer to understanding how e-hailing works and how it fits in the greater space of public transportation here in south africa look i'm of the opinion that all of these need to be e-hailing meter taxis uh all of them needs to go under one umbrella you you need a centralized authority that can control this, uh, uh, which they need to comply to. Uh, I'm also of the opinion that like once you have that kind of regulation where they comply, where they where they form or where they report to one regular regulatory body, uh, you've got the factor where you need to. I'm of the opinion that these taxi ranks, uh, because there is no contribution currently from the industry to, to municipal, you know, uh, you need those taxi ranks and where you last say you have to move away from areas and a street up, a street down, uh, those taxi ranks and areas should be under the control then of the chamber. Those properties should be given or or, or Put into the control of to revamp, secure, have uh, proper security there, uh, have it safe for commuters there in order for them to use e-hailing meter taxis. But it has to be controlled under one body. Mm-hmm. This is this is where your factionalism comes in. This is where the issues come in with with the hailing. Um, you know, and if if you look at the size of the industry, and and I most probably will be wrapped for this over the fingers. The amount of incidents that actually occur is exceptionally small. Mm, mm, mm. If you take that you are commuting 13 million people a day. uh, Sorry, my correction, uh, that's 16 million a day. Mm. Um, But but there needs to be a complete reform, especially when it comes to the municipal areas and these taxi ranks need to be secured. These chambers need to take a 30-year lease on these ranks, and they need to give a 10 to 15-year plan as to how they're going to develop them, how they're going to improve them, and how they're going to maintain them. Yeah, 
you know, uh, there is definitely a need for greater uh, coordination here. Uh, something that would also see the industry really get the best out of all of these different sectors, uh, because definitely at the end of the day, it would be to put the commuter's needs first uh, beyond any other needs, uh, because they are the ones that uh, would be in the center of uh, some of these uh, developments. I have uh, Sandile here uh, in the studio with us. Yaku also wants to ask a question. Sandile? Um, um, uh, Yaku, I just wanted to know, because we know that we'll, we'll soon be getting our stats from the, uh, the, the National Department about the fatalities on the roads. And I want to know, are we... Are we should or should we expect less fertility less fertilities on the road this festive season because we know that you more often than not the numbers keep increasing and and we and we haven't been getting less numbers uh, yeah well, unfortunately that is a question i cannot answer for you uh, um it, it you know there are so many operations put into place and safety measures put into place to to control and uh, and uh, these measures and, and, and try and prevent this. But in, in, in reality, we most probably will see a rise in fatality. Mm. Uh, it, it is unfortunately the nature of it. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it is so tricky uh, because, I mean, what we would anticipate is zero fatality uh, all together here, uh, looking at the fact that uh, really these are lives that have moved from uh, one area uh, to the next. But one thing that really uh, keeps us really or gives us a little bit of solace is the fact that uh, the this space is not a one space that is in silo. Uh, we have unions that are operating within these space like yourselves that are trying by all means to put and champion the needs of uh, the workers. And we're hoping that this uh, becomes a little bit of a smoother one uh, for uh, the taxi operators themselves who also uh, work under immense pressure, especially around uh, the festive season. And that everyone just has a little bit of a, a merry festive season uh, without any fatalities and hope that uh, one day we achieve that zero of fatalities. Uh, Yak, really, really appreciate you giving us uh, your time uh, this morning and wishing you everything of the best as Satu in terms of the work that you're doing over time uh, with those that are in the industry. No, thank you so much and thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Yak Mering uh, coming through there as the National Operations Officer uh, for Osatu. Uh, they are the South African Transport or Trans- South African uh, Taxi Drivers Workers Union. Osatu uh, uh, just uh, speaking to us about uh, road safety going into uh, the festive season and how things have been uh, faring over time. I've told you that uh, there have already been arrests in the streets in terms of those people that are speeding and the likes driving under uh, the influence and be hoping that really all of these efforts uh, will safeguard our lives and will tend to uh, see everyone come back safe and sound well into 2024. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.